Welcome to today's episode, which will likely deal with some dark topics and sometimes sweary words, so listener discretion is always advised. For ad-free and bonus episodes, click in the link in the show notes for exclusive content. You can support the show at buymeacoffee.com or by giving me a rate, writing a review, or subscribing to future episodes. And with all my marketing blah 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 out of the way, on with the show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A Million Other Choices is a true crime podcast, and as such, we do discuss some dark topics that might be triggering for some. As you are a true crime listener, I support you in your curiosity. However, having lost a family member to homicide, my message is always to remember not just the victims, but the families and friends left behind, and also the officers, detectives, and prosecutors that work tirelessly for justice. There are links to make monetary donations in the show notes, but more importantly, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell your friends and press that fifth star on your listening platform to help me grow the show. I hope you enjoy the following episode. 
For her family to have to deal with the grief of her loss in this way is incomprehensible to me. Yes, I understand what it's like to lose someone and to have to think about and relive their last moments and how horrible that is. But those of us that never met Maria, we're going to want to rip our ears off and wish we never heard this story. So I can't imagine how her parents feel. And adding insult to injury, numerous neighbors heard disturbing sounds from their apartment and no one called for help. And then, in a lot of the coverage that I read on this case, she was actually kind of victim-blamed, in my opinion. So I'll have you know, there's going to be none of that going on today. I read this article written by Emily Alford for Jezebel recently. She babysat as a kid for a woman that later killed her husband, and then she became sort of a hunter of true crime stories after that, and She wrote this article about why we love and devour so much true crime in our society. And of course, she looked at the usual stuff that we hear about women in particular, listening to true crime for research for our own safety. And those of us listening know that that isn't really true. It's the details. And whether we want to admit it to ourselves or not, the details, the more graphic, the more interesting and entertaining the story is. And when I talk about being entertained, that doesn't mean we love these stories because they make us feel good. Old Yeller was an entertaining movie, but it still made us cry. But she made a comment at the end of the article that really sat with me. She says, quote, It's the details that have the power to haunt. The loopy witness demanding a McGriddle on the stand. The final beautiful selfie of a young woman who vanished just hours later. But in mining for those details, the teller entrusted with the story has the responsibility to pull the lens back, forcing the audience to focus on the uncomfortable truths of true crime. A single crime has many causes, many victims, and rippling repercussions. Failure to account for all of those facets in favor of the sexier gore is simply gawking." I hope by the very fact that I have told my family's story, you see that I fully understand the ripple effects of murder. That it's not just my family, but all the families that suffer for years after the story has essentially ended, and the press has packed up their cameras and notebooks and moved on. And this case is no exception. Yes, the details are, for lack of a better word, interesting in this story. But there are bigger issues here the victim blaming, the lack of action by a community, and the blaming of substance abuse for extreme violence. So I'm hereby making a commitment going forward to always keep those issues in mind and to talk about them in addition to the details of the crime itself. Okay, after all that, let's get to the story. Maria Nemeth was a 31-year-old Peruvian woman living in Florida in September of 2015. She was a really beautiful young woman. She had like long, dark, wavy hair, wide smile with perfect teeth, a lively spirit. She was petite and stylish with a very tight connection to her extended family. She had recently separated from her husband of eight years and had met a Cuban man named Fidel Lopez at a nightclub about a year before. 
Fidel was still living with the mother of his two children at the time they met, but they hit it off immediately and very quickly made plans to move in together. At first, they stayed with Fidel's family in Hollywood, Florida, while they were looking for a place. Maria was the leasing manager for the Colonnade Residences apartment building in Sunrise, Florida. So when an apartment became available, they moved in. They had only been living there about a week or so when this incident took place. Fidel was working as a mechanic at Davy Truck Stop. He was, I think, about 24, 25 when they met, but I can't confirm. On the evening of September 19th, Fidel finished work and went home to the Sunrise apartment to see Maria. She had cooked chicken with rice and beans, which they ate together before heading to Halle to visit Maria's mum. Later, they stopped at a Chili's on the way home for a couple of margaritas, and then stopped at the ABC Fine Wine and Spirits to get a bottle of 1800 Resposado tequila to take home with them. They hadn't gotten around to buying furniture for the apartment, so they grabbed a couple of cardboard boxes to use as a table. They cut up some limes and poured some shots while they played music on a cell phone. A really nice romantic evening. After polishing off about half the bottle of tequila, something set Lopez off, and he went on a rampage around the apartment, smashing the sliding glass doors, punching holes in the walls, and he ripped off the closet door. According to Lopez, he was too drunk to remember what had made him so angry, but he had never done anything like that before. Somehow, Maria got him calmed down, and he says they had rough makeup sex in the bedroom closet, which then kind of wound up moving to the bathroom, during which she started to not feel well and needed to throw up. Lopez says he left her in the bathroom and went outside to have a cigarette, and when he came back in, he found her having trouble breathing, so he called 911 in a panic. As you heard at the onset, he was largely incoherent and yelling, and this was around 3.30 a.m. It's interesting here that Fidel was too drunk to remember what set him off, but can remember punching the walls and ripping off doors. A neighbor, Richard Sinquois, later, I guess a few would say too much later, told investigators that he heard a woman scream while he was walking from the parking lot to his apartment building on this night. Quote, I couldn't even tell which direction it came from. It wasn't a yell, like a word yell. It wasn't ow or help me or anything like that. It was just a yell, probably more towards pain or something in that nature, end quote. Cheryl Lawrence and her daughter Ebony Campbell, who lived below Lopez and Nimeth, said that they were awoken that night by loud noises coming from the apartment above them. We heard noise above us like banging, and we felt, oh, they're probably moving stuff because it was that loud. But then there was one heavy thud that we heard in the ceiling that we thought our fan's going to cave in. Yet another neighbor, Cheryl Futterman, said she was awoken by a couple arguing sometime after 1 a.m. that night. Quote, it was some type of exchange back and forth, and I thought that it would have woken other people up as well. End quote. 
Huh. Yet no one thought to call the police to at least investigate the noises. Interesting. During the police interrogation later, detectives tell Lopez that neighbors heard ungodly screaming and yelling and noise for hours from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., which they described as sounding like construction with yelling at one in the morning. And no one called the police. Not one person. Not even a noise complaint came in. We have to do better, people. EMS arrived and found the apartment a mess from the broken sliding glass doors and holes in the wall, as Fidel had mentioned, which they would have kind of expected to find. And I imagine they were also expecting to find a young woman having difficulty breathing or in cardiac arrest. But what they actually found was a bit different than Fidel had described over the phone. Actually, a lot different. There was blood. A lot of blood, covering the floor in the hallway and the walls. The closet was a bloodbath, and later investigators found bloodied chunks of flesh in there. And Maria was found on the bathroom floor, naked and covered in blood. Maria was pronounced dead at 4.02 a.m. Fidel Lopez was taken to the Broward County Jail to be questioned. The only arrest record they found on Lopez was in 2014 for disorderly intoxication. Detectives try to find out from Lopez what happened by first trying to determine when and why he called 911. Now, when you called 911, was she, was she still breathing? No, man, she wasn't. She wasn't breathing. She wasn't. I was trying to give her CPR, man. I, I remember I was kissing her and put some air in her stomach. was like... Open and down, and she wasn't breathing. I, mean, I don't know when somebody is dead or not because I've well, never seen the body before. Okay. I you mean, said um, when you first went into the bathroom and you saw her, she was breathing. She was breathing. She was conscious. All right. She was like, <gasps> and that's what I call 911, you know? And uh, but the last thing I do is just put some cold water on her face. I open the shower. Okay. I put some cold water on her face to see if she reacts, and I start, hey, baby, you okay, baby, you okay? I start screaming like a motherfucker, and nobody here. When being questioned, Fidel tries to explain the rough sex of the closet. He says that Maria had asked him to insert things like a beer bottle into her vagina. He describes himself as a gentleman that would do whatever his girl asks him to do, even if it made him uncomfortable. What a sweetheart. Listener discretion is advised here as they are talking rather graphically about some sexual acts. What kind of sexual acts did you perform tonight? What did you guys do? What I can tell you, I didn't came. Okay. That's, that's one thing I can tell you for sure. For sure, I didn't came. Okay. You know, I, I was strong. She was strong. She was... Tell me for me to do stuff that I've never done before with nobody, especially with her. I want you to tell me what kind of things. Because you're saying she's asking you to do things. I want you to explain. She want me to put my, you know, my arm on her pussy and, you know, stuff like that. Okay, and what, what type of things did you do? I know she's asking you, what did you actually do? Everything she told me to do, I do it. Okay. Which is what? What did she ask you to do? I put my arm on her pussy. 
Pumadiga Pusi. I believe I got the bottle. It was a small bottle. It was like a beer bottle or something like that. And she wanted me to put there too. You know, I just tried to make her happy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I understand. When we were doing the thing with the arm, that was the last thing. She, she was telling me, I need to throw up. I don't feel good. Or something like that. Where, where then, did this take place? Huh? Where was this when that happened? In the bathroom. You were in the bathroom. It was, we start. We start from 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 the from the like I think we start in the in the in the closet. I know where I know we have set. I know I put my arm in there, I know I put a bottle. But to be honest with you, details, details, details like that, I cannot tell you man. I was drunk just like her. She was crazy man, and I was crazy too when we walk we walk for drunk. I mean like you know, I like set, she likes it. Now, have you ever done anything like this before? No, man. Has she ever asked to you? To be do honest with like you, no, no. That's what I was kind of surprised today. You know, that's what I was kind of like little surprised today because she never. We had to get drunk together, okay. but she never asked for that. But today she she did it. I mean, I don't know because she drank too much. Okay, the first time I see her like drunk like this. Yeah. I know his accent is heavy, but hopefully you could make out most of what he's saying. She asked him to put things inside of her, which he did. As you can see, Fidel is a romantic at heart, and just wanting to make his girlfriend happy. Detectives move on to asking about the argument that Lopez says happened before they started having sex in the closet. He admits to wrecking the apartment, but doesn't know why he was upset in the first place and claims that he's a real man and would never hit a woman. I never hit, I never hit no woman, none in my life, man. Hey, during your argument or into when you were upset tonight, do you remember punching her? No, man. With her or anything no. like that? No, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, she drank at the same uh, as a, at the same level I drink. So, but you know, I can handle it because I'm, you know, I'm, I got big body, man. And she's small. She get drunk faster than me. Right. <laughs> Way faster. Lopez then tries to explain the blood in the apartment, and blames it on the bottle. Again, listener discretion is advised. How did you put the beer bottle in? <sighs> put it in. I mean, but how? Like, I just put the bottle. I know do you I remember, the bottle. Do you remember taking the beer bottle out? Yeah, man. Of course. Uh, I ain't gonna leave it there, man. I took him out. I took him out. Did you put the whole beer bottle in? Yeah. I, the I whole used, bottle? She was asking for it, man. You know? 
beer bottle, then what's next? The, I think I used my dig between the beer, beer bottle. I didn't came at all because it really, uh, there was blood. Once I, you know, with the beer bottle, it was blood, man. I mean, I hate blood. How did she get from the closet to the bathroom? Walking. Oh, so she did walk. Yeah, she did walk. She was she was wrong, but she was okay. But she was bleeding from the closet. She started bleeding in the closet. I don't know if she started bleeding in the closet. I know I see blood. Was when I not- when I start putting the arm and then like like five minutes after that, she told me, "I'm gonna get out of the bathroom. I need to throw up." So, and she asked you to put your. She asked me to do it, and after her baby, I sure am I gonna hurt? She said, "No, I don't care." You know. And I thought, you got blood. I said, okay, it's not hurting. It didn't take a medical examiner to know that Maria had died from a brutal attack. However, her examination revealed that she had died from loss of blood due to evisceration. In this case, her organs and intestines had been removed through the vaginal opening. Cops quickly figure out that Fidel's story is a load of bull. There is no way rough sex, even with a beer bottle, would rip out bits of her flesh and intestines, and they start to push him for the truth. We got we got a little bit of a problem. Yes. All right. I just got off the phone with our uh, crime scene, and the medical examiner is there. Okay, the doctor, and she, there's the injury to her is severe. Severe injuries. Severe injuries. Severe injuries. Inside of body. Yes. Um, multiple injuries inside there. Tissue ripped out. What is that? Tissue inside. All the insides out on the floor. What happened then? But no, this is not a case of just rough sex. Yeah. Okay. This is not a case of rough sex. Do you... Let me ask you a question. Do you... Do you want to be looked at as an animal? Oh, what? Do you want to be looked at as a monster? Of course. As someone who's careless? But at some point, you, at got, some point, at some point you got upset and you became enraged. I did everything she told me to do. But I, don't, I don't know. At some point, stuff that's inside of her came out. And stuff from yeah, her, her stomach. Was, part of her body. Part of her body, tissue, is out inside the closet. On the ground. How's How could that be possible, man? You tell me. I find it hard to believe that she got up and walked to the bathroom after what happened to, to her inside the closet. She walked to the bathroom. When you put your hand inside of your fist, were you, I'm not trying to be funny when I do this, I'm asking, did you, were you doing this? Yeah. Okay. When you pulled your hand out, did you have anything in your hand? I don't know, blood, I guess. Anything else? Full of blood. I mean, no, oh, come on, man. Part of her insides, from her inside of her body, are on the floor in the closet. Do you love this girl? Of course, babe. Okay. Would you do anything to hurt her? Of course not. Okay. But you did. Listen. You see that, right? Yeah. All the way here. If you put your whole arm inside her, you were up inside her stomach. Correct? I mean, of course, I, I wouldn't do it if she wouldn't told me that. Yeah, I know. I she never... said to put your hand, but you put your arm. Listen. Listen, you know, when you put your arm in someone and go up inside to their and inside their intestines, that's that's damaging. That's damaging. 
It's not sexual. It's torture. To be honest, man, I really don't know what happened. Listen, I was so... Fidel, come on. Go. Listen, you remember here, you remember here, and you remember here. Yeah, remember but you conveniently don't remember the most important part. We're drinking, we get drunk. Fidel, you ripped her insides out of her through her vagina. I didn't mean to do that, man. I understand that, but you did it. What pissed you off to the point where you did that? Was she fucking somebody else? Oh, did she tell you she wanted to leave you? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking. I'm asking. I don't know. Did she tell you she was having sex with her ex-husband again? Two hours prior to you called 911, you were yelling and screaming and, and breaking things in the house. A breaking thing is... And, that's, that's right. True. And you're yelling and screaming, but yet there's no female voice yelling and screaming. Do you understand what we're trying to say? Maria wasn't yelling and screaming because Maria couldn't scream. Because either A, she was passed out, or she was dead already. No, she wasn't dead. Something made you so angry that this happened. Okay? What caused you to become so violent? Paint the picture for us of what happened so you look like a human being. If you saw this part of the interrogation video, you would see that Fidel gestures that he put his arm inside of Maria up to his elbow. His elbow. Because he says she asked him to. Finally, after almost three hours of questioning, Fidel finally starts to admit his version of the truth. She was telling me she she going to Peru. She was she need to go to Peru because she she was missing her mother, and you know, and I'm not gonna be able to use the car to go to work, and you know, then she start screaming at me and all that. I get pissed and start punching the shit. I really don't remember what I. Punch the shit, you just tell me, and not get pissed because of that. In case you missed that, he says the initial fight was caused over her wanting to go to Peru to visit her mother. So he started tearing the apartment apart. Then, then after that, I don't know how, how he ended them up in the closet or whatever. I know we made peace. But when we were doing, uh, making love, she told me something that I really don't, it just, she, she changed my name. She called me the, the other fucking name of the other guy. And then she said it twice. And she was wrong and she was confusing me with him. I, I didn't want to kill her. I know I killed her. That's whatever I did with her was the reason. But she was asking me about the bottle. And she was asking me about the hand too. And maybe things go a little bit far because, you know, once she, she's confusing me with the other one and she told me to do stuff with her that I've never done before, I think that she might think that's, that's, that's all the stuff that she does with the other one before. So we, we were fucking and she was telling me the other dude name. So what did you do at that point? At that point, I get mad. 
get really, really mad. You know, it makes me feel bad, very bad. I'm like, I was drunk, very, very drunk. I know you're frustrated. You're drunk, you're frustrated, you're yeah, sad. I didn't well, mean you're to angry. kill her, man. I, know, I really don't mean it. to kill her, We man. understand it. We understand my that. love, man. We understand that. This is not human, man. I just took her life. I don't mean to, but I did it. Because I was wrong. If I was sober, maybe I understand. Maybe I just left the apartment. But I was wrong. So she used the wrong name twice. And so he ripped her insides out of her vagina. And this is only according to him. The reason I've gotten annoyed with the coverage in this case is because the news media keeps focusing on this part. And more than one article uses headlines like Girl Screams X Name During Sex. First of all, do I really believe that? Especially the screaming part. Isn't that a bit dramatic? He says initially he got upset because she wanted to go back to Peru to see her mother. So he tears the room apart over that. Do I really believe they made nice and had makeup sex? Maybe. But more likely, he was still mad. So he might just be saying that to get people to think he's not an animal. So I understand some of the media's coverage with focus on how Maria died. It's what makes the case noteworthy and, I'll say it, of morbid interest to people. So I get that part. But to forever sully her name with this idea that she called the wrong name during sex just feels like a cliché. An excuse that Fidel felt people would understand. I don't understand it. And quite frankly, there is nothing to corroborate that that actually happened. And for Maria's family to have that be Maria's legacy is disgusting to me. According to Fidel's formal arrest affidavit, Fidel became enraged when Maria called out her ex-husband's name during sex in the closet, which I'm going to say is more likely that she wanted to go back to Peru. Then he destroyed the apartment in a rage. Maria, too intoxicated to defend herself or call out for help, was dragged, thankfully unconscious, from the closet to the bathroom when Fidel viciously began inserting things into her vagina and anus, including a beer bottle, a hair straightener, and his entire arm pulling out chunks of her insides. Then he washed his hands and smoked a cigarette before trying to cover up the intestines and calling 911. It's something that bothers me right now, man. I really want to ask you because I know I'm going to jail, but like, like I know I'm going to jail. I have two kids and you know and everything. How many years do you think this is gonna cost me? In 2017, Lopez pled guilty to sexual battery and first-degree murder in order to avoid the death penalty. He was sentenced to life in prison with no eligibility for parole. The judge tried to express her feelings towards the case. I have to be honest, um, in my almost 23 years on this bench, I've never been left without words to say. Lopez's family have remained supportive of him during his incarceration, before the trial and after, sending him money to buy snacks and a small radio and visiting him regularly, keeping in touch with his lawyers from the public defender's office. 
On phone calls with his parents, they say that they are praying for him. Occasionally, Lopez will bring up Maria and often worries about what her family must think of him. Fidel has said to his mother, quote, I don't want to be in jail for the rest of my life. I want to see my kids. I want to see you. I'm not a murderer. I don't consider myself that. Fidel's father has said, quote, I ask that you have patience, son, because this is going to take a while. You haven't committed a crime. You made a mistake, okay? And that's a mistake we have to fix, end quote. Members of Maria's family testified about her through an interpreter. I just want to tell you all that she was and will continue to be a model of affection, effort, perseverance, and love of humanity. And that was the outrageously disgusting and shocking case of Maria Nemeth, silenced forever at only 31 in a way that I have never seen even in a horror film. I'll be back next week for another case, hopefully slightly less disturbing than this one. Thanks so much for listening. credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.